0: Eight nine seven seven seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty-eight hours after issuance. Cdkng.com/slash/football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross
1: Tucker Football Podcast.
0: Oh yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a monster Monday presented, of course, as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated sportsbook. It is a new week, which means we will have a new spread the word winner via social media. You guys know how to do that at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod and a new sponsor confirmation email winner. got some pretty cool things coming up our sleeves over the next couple weeks, but maybe even DraftKings. Use the code ROSS and get the Sportsbook app on your phone. Boom, it's that easy. We will be starting to take entries for our season-long Redraft League this week on the Fantasy Feast podcast, which is now twice a week now that we are in August. Happy August, by the way, and we are kicking it off with a bang. I've been thinking a lot about the undrafted guys like I was and what it's going to be like for them. But I've also been thinking about veteran quarterbacks that are in new places. Not a lot of practice time, not a lot of padded practice time. So why not talk to a Hall of Famer that can answer both of those questions? A good friend of mine, I work with him several times a year at Westwood One. Usually I'm on the sideline looking at the trenches. He's up in the booth looking at the coverage and the route combination. So it works out well. You guys know him. He's Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, and he is today's Big Show. The Big Show. Kurt, always good to talk with you, man. Always good to see you. People obviously already know your social media. I believe it's at Kurt13Warner. Is that right, Kurt? That is correct. Uh, good to see you, man. Good to talk with you. And I guess, you know, these days, especially, you got to ask everybody, how are you doing? How's the family?
1: Um, yeah, it's good to talk to you as well, Ross. Um, you know, I think we're all kind of in that mode with the pandemic and the quarantine that uh, you want to get back to some semblance of normalcy. So it's exciting to uh, to be in August and start talking football a little bit. But overall. Family's really, really, really well, you know, we're just uh, trying to lay low and do our part and try to figure out, um, you know, what normal is going to look like come this fall. You know, kids getting ready to go back to school, what that's going to look like. I've got a son at Nebraska. Um, is he going to be playing this fall? What is that going to look like? I've got another son that plays football here at the high school level, and we're waiting to see, are we going to have a season? Is it going to be pushed back? Are we going to have it in the spring um, but overall, uh, we are healthy, we're doing good, and uh, and we understand that we're we're blessed. I wanted to tell
0: you, Kurt, I should have told you this last season when we did a couple games together, but after uh, we hung out with you and Brenda, my wife, Karen, and I, at the Super Bowl a couple years ago for a while, my wife enjoyed the conversation so much that she then read Brenda's book, and okay. she loved it. She loved it. She have, now, she says she reads it, but my wife has a pretty long commute. So she actually listened to the book on okay. tape, but it was cool because she'd come home at night and she'd tell me stuff about you or Brenda. I had no, you know, I had no idea about, but she's like, "Oh yeah, this time and this happened." And I was like, "Awesome!" So um, Brenda had a big impression on Kara that so much so that she listened
1: to the whole book. Well, we we enjoyed our time uh, getting to know you guys a little bit better that you know at that Super Bowl as well, and um, you know a lot of people obviously are familiar. With my story and my journey, but uh, my wife's got a pretty, pretty crazy, pretty incredible um, story herself, and so um, I love it when people get a chance to kind of dig into that background and really understand, um, you know, that perseverance kind of runs through the family, not just me and my football career, but uh, with what Brenda has overcome, and uh, you know, so it's cool to hear those kinds of things and understand the kind of impact that uh, that Brenda's had on so many as well. So, Kurt,
0: you have a really good perspective on things for a lot of different reasons. I think we're now at maybe 40 NFL players that have opted out of this season. Knowing what you know, would you have had any hesitation about playing this year?
1: Um, well, I mean, you know, I think there's always hesitation. You know, being a you know father of seven, uh, having two grandkids now, um, you know, you take all that into perspective is that, you know, what's the most important thing and, you know, how do you manage all of that? Because I think the hardest thing, you know, about a season in my perspective, and I was just talking to Larry Fitzgerald just just the other day about it, is that, you know, you can do one thing, you know, like for me, I wouldn't have worried about, you know, about what my lifestyle would have looked like because I would have been, would have been easy for me to commit to go to the facility, come home, be dad, Don't venture out. You're not looking to do anything. You're going to give four months to a season because that's my job. But the hardest part is that you, as you know, Ross, there's 52 other guys in the locker room and there's other people in the organization that you can't keep tabs on. And so this is one of those things that, well, it doesn't just mean you don't have success on the field if guys are out doing their thing and focused on other things. You know, this is something that, you know, could obviously affect you from a, a health standpoint could affect your family could affect your season. If guys choose to do something, we just saw, I think it was the Marlins, you know, 13, 14 guys come down with the virus. Now all of a sudden the season stops and they have to try to figure that out. And so that to me, I think would have been the hardest thing was, you know, could I trust the people around me and my teammates to truly commit to four months and say, hey, yep, the rest of my life is going to be put on the back burner for four months. Is this is my job. And I'm accountable to my team and I'm accountable to my teammates and their families. Um, could I really count on that from guys in so many different places and coming from so many different perspectives than I am as a you know grandfather or as a father? And I think that really becomes the question is that we've seen the bubbles and we've seen, you know, take everybody and, and we'll put them in this situation. Football is such a different beast because there are so many more people involved in that. And so – um, so what does that look like? And so I think that would have been a concern. It would have been a conversation um, for sure with me and my wife and, and to figure out what was the best thing. Um, you know, so, so it is fascinating to me when you hear about the different things, you know, because I'm thinking about the kids in the family, you know, and, you know, you hear people about having young kids or they have somebody in their family that's that's dealing with some kind of, um, you know, situation, some kind of health issue And you got to start thinking about those things and go, okay, what does that mean? You know, do I not get to see somebody for four months? Do I not get a chance to, you know, to to really kind of live the life I want as a family member? So I just think there's a lot of dynamics to it. And like everybody, I'm fascinated to see how this is going to play out and what happens when that first team or that first group of guys uh, test positive. What does that look like, um, you know, for, for the league as a whole, but for that organization moving forward? How much did
0: it hurt you, Kurt, when you saw that there were you heard that there would be no preseason games? Because as a as an undrafted guy, I don't I don't make the Redskins in 2001 with Marty Schottenheimer without those preseason games. And like that's how I first made it as a rookie and then played for a while. Like that changed my whole life. And so I I get it. I'm just sad for a lot of guys that are losing that opportunity. And, And I'm sure your situation was somewhat similar.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I I look at it from both perspectives. I mean, first, as you said, as a free agent, you know, whether it's even making the first team or not, you know, we talk about it all the time that every time you get the chance to get on the field, you're building your resume, that everybody is looking, every team across the league is looking at guys when they get a chance to be on the football field, uh, whether you're making the roster of the team you're actually on or not. Um, And so those are things that are so important to, to build your resume and say, Hey, I played, you could see it, you know, here's what I'm capable of doing at this level. And so that is disappointing, you know, you're cutting the rosters back by, you know, 10 people. Um, So many guys aren't going to get an opportunity. And and I even tell people when I look back to to my journey, the one blessing was even outside the NFL, there were opportunities to play, you know, it was arena football and, and NFL Europe. And so at least I had opportunities to play when I wasn't on an NFL roster those guys don't even have that now. So they're not going to get preseason. They don't have anywhere else they can go to showcase their skills and get another opportunity. And so it is going to be tough on, on those guys to, to kind of break in and the guys that have fallen through the cracks, you know, like myself, you know, maybe didn't play a lot in college, but you can still play this game. And so um, it is a disappointing thing, but you know, as we know, I mean, it's, different for everybody and you have to deal with that but you know timing becomes so important in so many of these situations and um you know it's going to be a bummer for a lot of guys and my other perspective was I liked preseason even when I was a veteran guy you know to me every time I came back every year I came back there was a process that I went through to be able to to mentally get through that hurdle that oh I'm ready to play again or I haven't lost some of the things that I've been able to do in the past, and you mentally want to get to that point. So there were different times during the preseason, but I liked playing at least a little bit until I felt like, okay, I'm back. I'm good. I'm acclimated to the speed. Now now we can start the season. Um, So I even liked it as a veteran uh, from a limited standpoint. And so, again, I'm going to be fascinated to see what the season looks like, especially the beginning of the season, uh, when guys aren't going to be playing any football outside of practice. Uh, until game one
0: so I get asked all the time Kurt when I'm on radio stations you know how big of a deal is the limited practice time and I think it's huge up front for the offensive line just because you're almost always working in concert with a guy next to you you know there's always double teams and you need to just have that no matter what you do on the board or in the meeting rooms it's just a feel thing and I'm imagining even if there aren't that many padded practices that I'm guessing they'll still have a lot of seven-on-seven work. But how big a deal is all those missed reps for all the new quarterbacks and new places with their receivers?
1: Um, You know, I think certain things uh, can be really tough. You know, I always felt when I bounced around from one team to another, it took about a full year for me to get comfortable with the new language. You know, and that's one of the things is just being in the huddle calling things with guys, watching guys, you know, run certain things. Because, you know, I mean, you know, you can bounce around from one team to the next. And, you know, 80, 85% of the play concepts or the protections, you know, are going to be similar. It's just that they're called something different. And so what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to hear the play call from the sideline or hear it in the huddle and automatically see what you're supposed to see and visualize what the play is, and then you can just move forward and you can just react. So without having some of that time to be able to, to do that and see that and communicate it and, and take those play calls in, uh, I think it's going to be hard harder for those guys to really get up to speed. And then, you know, with young guys, I mean, you're always trying to, uh, you know, to gain edges or gain understanding or mentally uh, prove to yourself that you can play at a certain level. And, you know, again, that can come at a lot of different times, you come in practice, obviously it can come in preseason games, but, um, you know, here's going to be some young guys that aren't going to play a snap, have, have played a snap at the NFL level with this speed and the complexity of both offenses and defenses, uh, will have not have played a snap until their first one in the regular season. And a guy like Joe Burrow with high expectations already coming in as the number one pick, um, Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, are teams able to have the plays that they want early in the season? Do they have to limit their playbook for some of these young guys because they're not going to have very many reps? You know, how does that look for depth? You know, you talked about the offensive line. I mean, do more of these guys have to get more of the reps um, in practice? And so, you know, your backup and your depth uh, at different positions aren't going to get opportunities to – you know, to play. So if you have injuries because we're not, you know, you're not doing anything physical from a tackling standpoint really until you play. And so are injuries going to be up? And how does that affect the depth and the success of a team when that happens? So, I I mean, this is new for all of us. And I think we're all sitting back uh, wondering how these things are going to play out. And I'm specifically going to be watching the quarterback positions, whether it be new guys, new guys, in uh you know old guys in new situations and how that uh that plays out for for some of these teams especially early in the season
0: yeah because I was gonna say like when I think of you Kurt I think a lot about you know those deep dig routes especially when you were in St. Louis the timing of that and the thing I tell people is I was not a quarterback or receiver but I feel like there's a reason why Brady was having all those private workouts down there in Tampa he 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 knows he needs that time with them. How important is that part of it? To just know where those guys are going to be and have that timing?
1: Yeah, I mean, that can be extremely important, especially when, you know, you're working with new guys and different guys, you know, and that becomes the big part of it is that, you know, Tom Brady's not going to forget how to throw an 18-yard comeback or a 20-yard dig route. But, you know, there's certain guys that will run it different ways, and so your timing is, has to change how guys get in and out of breaks. You know, for us, a lot of times it's body language, you know, that I'm watching a guy and if I'm comfortable with their receiver, I can see their lean or I can see their breakdown. And I know when I can let a football go. And so that all changes as you move from a Julian Edelman to a Mike Evans, you know, those guys are different breeds of guys in the way that they play the game. And so uh, I don't think there's any question, as you said, that's why, Tom Brady got down to Florida and got some of those workouts in because I got to get a feel for what these guys do, um, you know, because that's such a huge part of it. The transition, you know, with with one guy to the next and how they have, you know, just a little nuances in which they run routes or they do things, even though the route's going to be exactly the same as what you had in New England. um, How somebody runs it is extremely vital from a timing standpoint. And so you can play the game that you want to play.
0: So, you were telling me right before we started the show that you're working on a, a coaching instruction platform. I didn't know anything about this. What, what's it all about?
1: I tell you what, I, I'm fired up about it. Um, you know, since I've retired, it's been a, a decade now. You know, I've coached high school football, I've uh, done individual instruction with guys, college and, and pro level. Uh, I've done a lot of consulting with coaches, um, you know, and obviously my work with the NFL. Um, But I've always wanted to have a greater reach. I've always felt like, you know, a big part of, of who I am is the ability to coach and share the knowledge that I have, but never really have been able to figure out how to do that or really had the time to develop it. And so during the whole pandemic, as we've been home, you know, I've done a lot of like Zoom calls with quarterback rooms or coaches around the country at higher levels, Uh, You know, just talking about their offenses and and kind of breaking it down and giving them a quarterback perspective and teaching them the nuances of the game that I know. And so as I was doing that, I just kept thinking to myself, man, I'm doing this and I'm helping these guys at the highest level. I got to put something in place where I can have a greater impact now that I've got the time to really devote to it. And so um, the platform is going to be called QB Confidential, and it'll be uh, launching at the end of, of this month. Uh, as the season kicks off and, and high school football and stuff kicks off, if if we have a season, um, and it's just gonna it's gonna run the gamut of different things, and that's why I'm so excited because I think there's so many levels to it. Uh, you know, we'll have uh, a, a classroom part of it to kind of build football IQ in, in a lot of different areas, from you know just normal terminology to, to breaking down coverages to protections, you name it, we'll go through that. I obviously have it on-the-field component, which I think is such a huge thing that I believe there's a lot of guys that know how to play the game but don't really understand how to throw a football. And so uh, we'll go on the field. Uh, I'll dive into the playbook. You know, that's one of my greatest passions is being able to kind of work on play design and understanding the nuances of why you call plays. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of XO breakdowns like I do on the NFL Network as a way, a higher-level way of being able to take that other knowledge and put it in, uh, you know, put it on the field and show how these guys at the highest level do it. And then um, I'll have a, and I don't really want to call it a podcast, but there'll be a motivational kind of speaking component to it in which I'm going to, you know, share my journey and share some of the stories that have gotten me to different places and kind of the mental side of the game. So uh, it's going to entail a lot of different things, but I'm extremely excited about the possibilities. And I think it's going to be able to, to help people, whether it be players, coaches, fans uh, at all different levels uh, to kind of better their game and to learn more about the game uh, and really advance them to a new level. So I'm pumped about it. Uh, I'm in the process of of building it now. And, um, and I just, you know, again, I'm passionate about our game. I love our game and I love all the things I get to do, but it's going to be a new nuance that, uh, that I'm really fired up about.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Just as you were talking about, I was thinking, you know what, because I went on a bunch of Zooms this off season too, you know, with some O-lines or teams or whatever. I wish I would have recorded all of them. You know, it's like I was doing them anyway. I should have just recorded it and been like, let let other people see it. But that, that sounds awesome, Kurt. I highly encourage everybody to check Kurt out on Twitter at Kurt13Warner. So when quarterback confidential is released, you know how to get – your hands on it. Kurt, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. I don't know. I don't think Westwood one's going to be doing a whole lot of sideline this year. So I don't know if I'll get a chance to see you, unfortunately, um, but I'll be listening and who knows, maybe, maybe for the playoffs or something.
1: Well, I hope that uh, we can get some back, something back to, uh, you know, semblance of normalcy and hopefully we'll cross paths. but uh, I'm sure we'll talk down the road and uh, I look forward to that. But uh, best, To you and the family, everybody there, stay safe. Everybody that's listening, stay safe. And uh, we'll talk soon.
0: Likewise, man. There he is, Kurt Warner, Pro Football Hall of Famer. That was awesome, just like I thought it would be, just like it's been awesome to have the NBA back and the NHL back. Flyers, Flyers, Stanley Cup. Just give give us a Stanley Cup now. But if you want to bet, whether it's golf, Or the NHL. Or how about NBA? How about DraftKings right now? On the America's Top Rated Sportsbook app. You can get 110 plus point insurance for the NBA. Place a pre-game money line bet on a single game. And if the team you pick to win ends up losing. But scores over 110 points. They get their money back. And guess what? If you've been watching the bubble games. They've been high-scoring games. That actually sounds pretty awesome. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code ROSS when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code ROSS when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. And a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one hundred gambler or in Indiana, one eight hundred nine with it Tuck takes.
2: Hi, Ross. Well, let's start today with uh, probably one of the biggest news items since we last spoke on Friday. The NFL announced that Antonio Brown's eight-game suspension will begin with week one, whether he's on a team or not.
0: Right. I mean, I got to be honest with you, Bri. They're still investigating the most serious charge against them, the sexual assault charge. So, I don't know. I mean, once they're done investigating that, maybe he's suspended for the whole year. I don't think a team's going to touch him until... Like, why would you sign him now when he could be suspended even longer and or there might not be a season... It just doesn't make sense. Or the season could get canceled halfway through. Why take any of that risk or those concerns? The only way you would do it is to have him under contract when his suspension ends. I don't think anybody's going to do that. I I think they'll wait till maybe week five, week seven, they have an injury. They're going to wait till they get a little bit closer to that time and his suspension hasn't been extended and he hasn't done anything stupid and everything's okay, and they feel like they need them, and the season's going, that's when I think a team might actually sign Antonio Brown. Ducks takes.
2: Several more players have opted out of playing this season. Uh, To name a few, Bills cornerback EJ Gaines, Jaguars uh, D-tackle Al Woods, and most notably Jets linebacker C.J. Mosley.
0: Wow, man. Wow. I mean, C.J. Mosley has gotten a ton of money, And he will have played a total of two football games for the New York Jets uh, with all that money after his first two years. Now, look, last year he got hurt. It is what it is. This year he's choosing to opt out. He has his reasons. Everybody does. Okay. But really hurts the Jets team. I mean, you lose Jamal Adams and you lose C.J. Mosley. You're talking about arguably their two best players when they're both healthy. One gets traded – one opts out what could have been a promising season for the Jets already feels like it's anything but Ducks
1: takes.
2: some other news includes Bill's starting right guard John Feliciano being lost for the season with a torn pec Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford being put on the COVID-19 list as is Gardner Minshew and the Giants giving tackle Nick Gates a two-year extension worth 6.8 million dollars
0: so you know, I like the Bills in the AFC East, but there are some concerns now. I mean, Star Lotulae opts out; they don't really have a a replacement there. Feliciano done for the year at right guard. I mean, you're talking about two starters in the interior of both lines, so that's not good. Uh, Matthew Stafford, remember, you get put on the COVID-19 list doesn't necessarily mean you test positive. You might have just been in contact. Was someone that tests positive. They're not revealing that. Um, and the Nick Gates thing, so this is the type of thing, Bri, that you won't hear elsewhere, okay? So, Nate Solder opts out, which means the Giants are going to have their number four overall pick, Andrew Thomas, start at left tackle, which means Nick Gates is probably going to start at right tackle. And before he starts the whole year and has a good season and people realize he's good and is worth a decent amount of money, the Giants immediately locked him up two years, 6.8 million extension. What that tells you is the Giants think he's pretty good and the Giants think he's actually going to have a solid year and they want to lock him up before he goes out and proves he can have a solid year. It's a smart move by the Giants if he's as good as they think he is. I'd also mention, speaking of New York linemen, Bri, the Jets cut Brian Winters, who had been their starting right guard. They wait till now, cut him, probably a cost-saving measure. They signed a bunch of guys. My guess is they'll have Van Roten start at right guard, one of the guys they signed. They move on from Winters. And then the one other thing I wanted to mention while we're talking COVID-19 list and stuff, Doug Peterson, the Eagles' head coach, Test positive for COVID 19 as well. It's funny because Sunday night, not funny, it's ironic. Sunday night, I was thinking about the fact that no coaches had opted out yet. And I tweeted that zero coaches, even though a lot of them are their 50s, 60s, some in their 70s, had opted out, even though 40 players have. And then, like 10 minutes later, Adam Schefter tweeted about Doug Peterson. Uh, testing positive for COVID. So uh, we'll see it. There's going to be a a bunch more guys that we find out test positive, I think, over the next couple of
1: days.
2: And finally, there will not be any enhanced booth communication this season for officials. And do we know what the Monday night football television booth is going to look like?
0: So, yeah, I mean, all that preseason testing the enhanced booth communication – That flew out of the way. Uh, That's gone because there is no preseason. So if they can't test it in the preseason, they're not going to have it during the season. So really all that is different from that standpoint is that there's no pass interference uh, review anymore this year. It appears as if Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick will be the Monday night football booth unless Bry... There's no college football. In which case, then I think it'll be Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet. So there's kind of a lot up in the air as far as that is concerned. Uh, But we'll see. Hopefully there is college football. But if not, sounds like it'll be Street and Fowler, which will be interesting because they're they're such college guys. It'll be interesting to see how well they translate over to the NFL side of it. Uh, Let's get you an email, Bri.
1: Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address, ross
0: at It's really simple. You rate and review the show. You buy anything on Amazon through our link. You take advantage of any of our awesome sponsors from the sponsor page at rosstucker.com. Or that you hear us say, you can ask me any question you want ever. And I love it. What do you got, Brian?
2: All right, this one is from Mike. Hey, Ross, can't wait till your next obscure movie reference. I really excel in that category. Uh, Tell us about your recruiting experience and how you dealt with not being offered to your favorite school. Did they even consider you an offer for you to walk on? Uh, What schools, what other schools were you considering? How did you get into an Ivy League school? Must have had some good SAT scores, or maybe you were in the chess club.
0: (laughs) Uh, Good questions, Mike. So I think I've probably talked about on the show before. Maybe maybe that was years ago. I forget. So I was very much a late bloomer. 5'9", 150 in 9th grade, 6'1", one seventy in 10th grade, 6'3", 210 in 11th grade. And then I had a good year as a junior in high school, 6'3", 210, but really wasn't fast enough to play defensive line for the powerhouse schools and wasn't big enough to play offensive line. So being a late bloomer, my offers ended up being scholarship offers to William and Mary in Delaware at the 1AA level, FCS now. And then uh, I got recruited and offered spots at Harvard and Princeton uh, in large part because of football. I had 1360 SATs, uh, you know, the valedictorian in my high school had 1,550 SATs, did not get into Harvard or Princeton that year. Because I tell people this all the time, they could make the whole class if they wanted 1,600 SAT valedictorian. They don't want that. They want you to have a certain level of academic accomplishment, but then have some other way that you can contribute to the university. Mine was going to be playing football. Um, I got a couple handwritten letters from Penn State. First one was to go to camp there. But I knew I wouldn't run a good forty time there, so I knew that going to camp would not help me um and then the second one I think was they I think they mentioned something about walking on, but you know Penn State didn't really push the issue if they had really like they do now with James Franklin, if they had really pushed the issue and really fought hard for me to walk on, I would have absolutely considered it. but when you're in high school, you just think, ah, I guess I'm not good enough and I was very excited about the opportunity to go to an Ivy League school because of football and sort of jumped at that. So, um, yeah, that was my experience. Good question, Mike. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing. Wow, I had a big Pizza Boy Brewing weekend, as usual. DynastyFreaks.com. This is the best value in podcast advertising, I can assure you. You go to Patreon.com slash Media. You sign up at the I think we're done here level for $100 a month and you get shout outs at the end of every show. Make sure you check out my guy Emery Hunt breaking down all of the ACC top prospects on the College Draft Podcast, including Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Gregory Rousseau. And how about Caleb Farley, the first college prospect to actually opt out of this season Emery's going to be all over those guys on the college draft podcast. Other than that, we'll have a little different schedule this week. Andrew on Tuesday, Greg on Thursday. That's why you need to make sure you're always subscribed to all of these shows because you never know when we might change up the schedule on you a little bit to keep you honest. I think we're done
1: here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.